friend, and welcome to another episode of Burnt Out to Badass. It's me, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, queen of burnout and sass, mother of dragons, and keeper of the Amazon, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. I'm so excited to introduce you to our next guest. This is the amazing Dr. Debbie Bradley. Dr. Bradley graduated from medical school over 20 years ago. She's a board-certified medical oncologist, and she's worked her way through academic setting, private practice, and some places in between. She most recently pivoted into leaving clinical practice and has stepped into industry or pharmaceuticals. The next chapter in her life is still a work in progress, but she guarantees it will be perfectly imperfect. In her free time, she loves to mountain bike, hike, read, and all things friends, and she feels like at 46, she finally learned to show up as her authentic self, and life has never been better. Join me in this conversation with the amazing Dr. Debbie Bradley as she talks about and normalizes the conversation around her burnout. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the Burnt Out to Badass podcast, my friend, my fellow coach, amazing person, Dr. Debbie Bradley. Thank you for having me today, Erin. Oh, it's so great to get you on here. Now, I know a little bit about you, but I would love for you to talk to the people on Podcasting World a little bit about yourself and give us a sneak peek on what burnout was like for you. Yeah. So I have been a doctor. I graduated from med school just over 20 years ago. I cannot believe I'm actually saying that, but it's been over 20 years. Like, holy cow, where did that go? I am a board-certified medical oncologist, and I have been in clinical medicine I went straight through med school, residency, fellowship. I spent some time in academics and went to private practice. And then I've been somewhere, I would say, in the middle and really enjoying it. And in the last year, things have definitely changed. And I went through significant burnout. And in part of my recovery, it led me to really write a new chapter in my life to actually make the decision to leave clinical medicine. And to give you a little preview of what burnout looked like, I'm going to say it was dark. It was dark. It was lonely. It was heavy. Yeah. And from the outside, what do you think people observed you during your dark times? I think myself, as well as many physicians, have this amazing ability to show up and pretend that everything is great, right? And so I think to the majority of people, they had no idea, right? Like, I mean, maybe I was a little bit more cranky at times, but no one really ever called me out on that. But, you know, the reality is, as I would wake up, I would be super anxious and not even understanding why I was so anxious and literally in the car going into work, have to pull myself together, like get that face on before I could walk into the building because there's no way I could show that there was anything wrong, right? Like that, that's taboo. We're, I think, cultured to always have it together. Yeah. And I think it's so often, I mean, I experienced that the same way. Like I was almost giving myself the like rocky pep talk to just get out of the car every morning. Yeah. And I, for me, it was like, yeah, I can get out of the car. You know, I know I have to do this. And it took a while to actually even realize what, what was going on. Like, I, I think that burnout can really sneak up on you and, you know, you can realize that, ah, oh, you know, something doesn't feel right, but we're such 
perfectionists, like we're problem solvers. And so I think the first thing that comes to our mind is like, okay, what's wrong with me? Like, what do I need to fix? Like, what skill am I lacking? Like, what am I just not doing right? And then you look around at your colleagues and again, everyone has their faces on and you're like, why am I the only one that feels this way? And we don't admit to our colleagues usually that like, yeah, we're not doing so great. Like, yeah, we, we're, we're feeling this thing. Like, what, what is this thing? And I think it took me some time to really realize it was burnout. And I, I'm still, I think, very much burnt out from taking care of patients I have, you know, walked this journey and feel like I'm in a really good place with my mental health. I'm really excited about my future. I'm actually grateful for this last year because I think it has really allowed me to become my authentic self and to move forward doing what I want to do. And I'm super excited about that. But when I look back at the last year, like it's really been tough. And, you know, the one thing I'm seeing right now is burnout is so common And I just see so many of my colleagues, my friends that are tired and they're hurting. And I feel like now more than ever, it's so important for us to kind of normalize that we're not broken, right? That there's, we're resilient people. I mean, we can do a lot of things, but the system is really hard right now. And so I'm I'm really glad to be able to, to, to be honest today on this podcast of what it, what it really looked like. Yeah, I really love when you submitted in your questionnaire, the things that it felt like from the inside were like, initially a feeling of just complete overwhelm, like learning how to feel because you had been on autopilot for so long. Then once you had the feelings, like figuring out all the emotions, because it just left you raw and vulnerable and exposed. And then you had this idea of like, when you took down those walls, it was almost like a deconstruction. You didn't know who you were anymore. And I loved how you put, did I want my hair long or short? Did I want to sell my house? Do I want to change what my job looks like? Who is Debbie? <laughs> I love yeah, that version. It was. And I distinctly remember being at this conference. It was a brave enough retreat. And it was a small group of like the most wonderful women that I have ever met. And we just had a great time. And, you know, when we we're introducing ourselves. Like I literally was like, I'm Debbie and I don't know anything else, right? Like, I don't know, do I want to continue to be a doctor? Like I literally had just cut my hair off and then I was regretting it. Like I I literally didn't know what I wanted at that point. Like I felt like I just needed to burn everything down. And I think it is very much because I had started taking those walls down. I had started finding who I was, but was still very much in that cocoon of like, of transformation. And I had spent so many years doing what I thought that I was expected to do, what people thought I was good at, and really people-pleasing, and not so much doing what I wanted. And I distinctly remember leaving academic medicine and, you know, the disappointment that that people had, you know, when I, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I think that in that journey through burnout, like burnout literally forced me to take an honest look at things and say like, who am I and what do I really want? And I can now look back and I can look to the moment when I think it really happened. And it was last summer 
And I was covering for a couple other physicians and I was doing way more work than I wanted to. I was way busier, spending so much time charting, had stopped doing the things that really recharge me. I mean, you know, I'm an avid mountain biker. I love it. And I just didn't have time for that. I was losing my fitness. I was feeling really bad about myself and just not doing the things that I liked, charting, charting like me in the in the medical record. Like we spent so much time together. And at the same time, this very young patient came into my office with a really, really bad disease. And she was just a few years younger than me. And I distinctly remember going through her chart, looking at her scans and just having that sickening feeling in my stomach of like, oh, this is so bad. I need to go and speak with her. And having been an oncologist for so long, a lot of times, you know, like, you know, what's going to happen and you hope you're wrong. And you do your best, but I just knew like, this is so not going to be good. And I walked into the room and it just hit me like this girl could have been me. You know, she was riding her Peloton like two weeks ago. She was doing CrossFit. She was active. And I was just like, holy cow. And at that time I was like, this is just wrong in so many ways. And I've taken care of a ton of patients with really bad diseases that they shouldn't have. And it's just not fair. But this rocked my world. I was like, this is not fair. I don't understand why this is happening. And it just made me say like, if, if this were me and this happened to me in two weeks, like, would I have regrets? And I was like, oh yeah, I would have serious regrets. This is not the way I want to be spending my life. And I made some changes, started building some boundaries, cut back to my normal schedule, really got engaged with physician coaching, and again, started kind of tearing those walls down. And I didn't really exactly know what was going on, but I had this feeling like I should be doing something else. Like, there's just something else I should be doing. And I thought about it, like, what what am I supposed to be doing? You know, am I just... Am I bored? Am I still just really burnt out? Like, like what's going on? And it was just this bad feeling of like, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm here. I'm taking care of patients, but it just doesn't feel right. And I continued to kind of walk through with my coaches and grow and really start to just shed the stuff in my life that didn't make sense. I walked into my closet and, you know, we had COVID. So I hadn't really gotten dressed in a couple of years. And I'm like, none of these clothes are me anymore. I don't like them. And I, and I literally donated like all my clothes and I ended up selling my house. And I was like, I, I just don't need this. It doesn't fit my purposes anymore. And they're pretty much just burnt everything down. I mean, in a good way, but really started burning things down. And it was just like layer upon layer upon layer of that onion. But I can tell you that during that time was also this profound darkness of just feeling super anxious and super depressed and super alone. And I distinctly remember saying to myself, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I've never had a closer group of friends who I can trust. You know, they have my back. I have all the support in the world, but I just feel so alone and so dark And that escalated and the anxiety got to the point where it was just unmanageable. Like I would literally put my feet on the floor and the anxiety was just through the roof. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, like I need medical help. And I started working with a psychiatrist and started getting treatment for anxiety and depression. 
but I just felt like, oh my gosh, like I just can't keep doing this. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the people around me. And I'm so grateful that I allowed myself to ask for help and to say like, I'm not good. I'm not right. And I don't know what I need. And I'm so thankful for my friends, you know, the physician coach I was working with, the psychiatrist that really just stood by me and just made me feel so safe and, you know, kept reminding me like, I'm not broken, right? Like, and through that incredible pain, there was like this light that started coming on of like who I really am. And it's been a process. And, at this point in time, I think it's still a process, but I think I'm a very different person in so many ways than I was a year ago. And most recently, I made this really hard decision to actually leave clinical medicine, and I'm super excited about my future. Yeah, I I really appreciate you sharing that because I think too many times we feel like, well, that's for other people, like going and talking to a psychiatrist, because you were already doing all the things, you know, working with a coach, doing personal development, but taking that additional step and really making sure that your mental health was tuned up to the best level. I really encourage anyone that I talk to anymore. I think you need a coach and you need that mental health support too, be it medication with a psychiatrist or, you know, talking through it with a, a appropriate therapist as well. Because this is not an easy issue. If you, if burnout was easy, you'd have figured it out and you'd never be on this podcast. Hell, I wouldn't even have this podcast. So it's super twisty and it's complex. And I'm just really glad that you share that because I think more people need to do that. That like, I'm doing all the things, but the world is still very dark and I'm still very sad and the anxiety is worse and I'm not sleeping and I've got crazy dreams, you know. All the things are kind of bubbling up to the surface, and it's just really important to to reach out, like you said, to say, like, no, I deserve support and help. And I love how you name these people in your questionnaire that you submitted, that they're your board of directors. Talk a little bit more about them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are just such amazing people in my life. So I have some just tremendous friends you know, friends that I know are going to have my back no matter what, you know, friends that I can share the highs and the lows with, friends that just accept me as I am. You know, I don't need to show up with that kind of all that, that I have it all together. And, you know, a lot of this group of people, we ride mountain bikes on the, on the weekends and, you know, the climb up the mountain is like an hour and, and we really discuss life, you know, like our, our highs, our lows, like the crap that works and just so much of the crap that doesn't work. And it, it just shows you that, that we're just humans and, and we've all got our crap. Uh, but they a hundred percent were beside me. I also have this am- amazing physician coach. Um, I'm going to shout out to Stephanie Byerly. She's been, you know, really instrumental and she's a physician healer. And, you know, she's literally just walked with me this entire way. And I've also had the opportunity of just meeting a lot of other coaches who I, you know, work with in different ways, learn from them. You know, I mean, I've learned from you so much and, it's like this positive radio station, right? When you're working with coaches, because you just, you have these, these things you hear. And, you know, again, I'll never forget some of your, like, got to say, hell no, to say a hell yes. And, you know, Sasha Shilkut, like I often hear her in my ear. And, you know, there's so many people that I could just say, like, there, there's these, these tips, these words of wisdom of them just being them that, that you carry with you. 
And it's just an amazing supportive group that has supported me for who I am. And it wasn't like, how many papers have you written? And, you know, how many RVUs are you producing? And, you know, what is your patient satisfaction score? And, you know, like, what clothes are you wearing? Like, no one cares. And they just literally want to support you. And that's that's what I needed. I needed the support to just be able to do, just do me. And as you're recovering from that people-pleasing, like you're looking for that external validation and you realize it's got to come from within, but just to have those those people that universally just accept you. And so now I say I'm never going to go without my board of directors, right? And my board of directors, you know, is my primary coach, you know, all the other coaches that I have in my life, you know, my, my close friends, you know, I call them my family. And one of my best friends, four-year-olds, actually, we kind of get together and, you know, do a lot of things, but she's named us like her big family. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. I just have this big family and, you know, they're my board of directors. And if I have things that I need to figure out, if I don't know what I'm doing, like I go to my board directors and say, Hey, you know, here's the issue, like help me out. And, you know, when I was thinking about leaving clinical medicine, I was like, Hey y'all, the funniest thing happened to me today. I decided I was done. Like, can you help me work through this? And, and they do. And so I think one of the most important resources or um, support systems in burnout is community and realizing that you are not alone. Like so many people are going through it right now or who have gone through it. Like you're not broken. Like you're, you're not alone And I think for me, that was really healing. And to hear like, yeah, you know, like I did this or that, or I feel this way or this way, or, you know, this is what my clinic looks like. That's just been for me so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that for our listeners to hear that, you know, you're not alone. And I think that's one of the stance of this podcast is to to really show that and to show that support is available. You just have to just have to say yes to it. And of course, getting your own life board of directors, I think is huge. I know I assign that exercise all the time and the people don't even have to be alive. They could be made up mythical characters. They can be your great, great, great grandmother, like just anything that has influence in your life and that you can take an issue or a problem to and say like, help me hold this. Uh, is is really, really important. Well, because of your experience and because you're still walking on your journey, you yourself are out there and ready to help other people. So talk a little bit about DebbieBradleyMD.com and what you're doing there. Yeah. So through my journey, I found working with the a physician coach and the physician coaching community to be life-changing for me. And I'm just so grateful that I ran across this resource. And actually, I found physician coaching scrolling through a Facebook page. Like I was numbing out when I was completely burnt out and like, oh, something great came of that. And as I've experienced this, I have this passion of like, I need need to do this. I need to offer this up. I need to make myself available to help the people who are struggling just like I struggled and, and to be there to lift them up you know, to help support them. Um, you know, life is hard. Like it's, it's hard right now. And I've like, it's, it's a passion that I have is, is to help other physicians really 
write their next chapter. And what I say is like, we have one life, right? Like live your authentic self, like do what you want to do, not what other people want you to do. You know, like, listen, listen to your heart. Like, what do you really want to do? Like, what's your passion and just do it. And I think we very often can't see what we're capable of. And we're so afraid that we're going to fail or that it's not a possibility to us. And I just encourage people to like literally listen, like listen to your, to your soul and, 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 and like, what, what do I want to do? So yeah, so I got my certification and I'm now a certified executive coach. And when I, I work with um, physicians who don't have it all figured out. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I'm so glad to welcome you into the tribe. Well, Dr. Debbie Bradley, the badass in me absolutely honors the badass in you. Thanks for coming today. Thanks so much, Aaron. friend. Thanks for hanging with me here on Burnt Out to Badass. Are you ready to get more than what the podcast has? Well, I want to tell you, I have an online course, same name, Burnt Out to Badass with Dr. Aaron Wiseman, that you can do all on your own. I love it because you learn all the important shit that they didn't teach us in graduate school, how to rest and recover properly, harnessing your perfectionism and using it as a superpower eliminating jealousy, insecurity, and the grass is always greener mentality. You get help with conquering imposter syndrome, establishing clear boundaries and sticking to them, and overcoming your overwhelm. It's 12 jam-packed modules of this online course that you can move through at your own pace and can refer back to as much as you want to. The other great thing is, is you'll join the Badass Slack group, and I will be in my DMs for any question, comments, or chitty chat. Can't wait to see you in there. The Badass in Me honors the Badass in You. Gotta climb to the top, but never gonna stop when Debbie Bradley for coming on the podcast and sharing all those truth bombs with us. If you would like to hang out with Dr. Bradley, which I do on Instagram, you can find her Instagram handle, Debbie Bradley MD, in the show notes. She also hangs out on LinkedIn and Facebook. She's got a website coming, so be on the lookout at DebbieBradleyMD.com. Thanks again, everyone, for sitting in and listening. If you need support as you are traversing your journey in life, I want to encourage you to head on over to the Aaron Wiseman Badass Slack group. We're not on Facebook. We're hanging out at Slack. If you want even more support, consider joining us in the Burnt Out to Badass group course, where we walk through week by week different modules, talking about numerous different things, and of course, having a lot of fun along the way. Well, friend, the badass in me honors the badass in you. See ya.
Watch out.